welcome to the UNT BSM audio resources. If you want more information on the BSM, you can go to untbsm.com. Thanks for listening. All right, let's try it again. Good evening, everyone. Um, uh, thank you uh, for my introduction. My name is Henry Batson. I am not Dr. Delvin Atchison. Um, so you have to settle for me tonight. Uh, but we do want to be mindful and be prayerful for uh, Dr. Atchison. His mother uh, took ill, and he had to rush out of town uh, to see about her. And so uh, you stuck with me. Um, but uh, I, I hope that you'll enjoy tonight. I, I spent, um, I'm telling you a little bit about myself, because uh, it gave me like 25 minutes, and I only need like 19. So um, six minutes, I'm going to just talk about myself. Just kidding, I'm, but I will take one minute just to introduce myself. I uh, spent 23 years um, as a youth and young adult pastor, all right? Um, and I have, the last three years uh, of my life, I have been a church planter, church planter, planted a church uh, in Red Oak, uh, Texas. Woo, all right, Red Oak, woo, Red Oak, all right, one person, hey. Take it. That was more than I thought, you know. Uh, but I know I had, uh, I met somebody uh, who was from Midlothian, um, uh, Midlothian, right? Midlo- nope, no, nope. okay, all right. <laughs> Stop while I'm ahead. Um, uh, <laughs> but from Midlothian, which is right down uh, the street from, uh, no, Midlothian, yes, yeah, and uh, I got a mix? Okay. Anybody know where Midlothian is? Red Oak? Anybody know where Red Oak is? All right, two people. I knew where Midlothian was, but you put your hands down for Red Oak? Like they're right by each other. Uh, I don't know how we get the short end of the stick. Um, but uh, I, I've spent the last three years as a church planner. We're three years old. Uh, I love it. I wouldn't trade anything for the journey. Uh, I uh, was very much part uh, when I was uh, a student, uh, you know, two years ago. Uh, <clears throat> uh, so I spent a little time, it was some time ago, uh, 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 many of you may not have even been born, I know I don't look that old, but some of you were not even born uh, when I was a student at BSM uh, in 83, right? Um, you know, so, it's true. <laughs> I, was, I was three years old in BSM, yeah. But, but so that, that's kind of a little bit about, I'm married, I have three uh, amazing kids, um, one, um, two of them uh, just graduated college, and one, uh, I have a senior who's on her way uh, to college, and she's 17 years old, and, um, uh, and she just thinks that she is the boss of the house, but she is not the boss of me. But she told me I better hurry home, so I'm going to hurry. <laughs> Acts chapter 10, like this is going to be a good chapter, so uh, I hope that, you know, I give you something to discuss in your small groups. Um, Ordinary, empowered, and called. Can I tell you something that this story uh, in essence is about two ordinary guys uh, who uh, have uh, an extraordinary encounter, if you will, and, uh, and something even more extraordinary comes uh, as a result 
of these two ordinary guys who just, you know, who had vision. They had, there were two separate guys, ordinary guys. God gave them a vision, individual visions. Their visions caused them and caused their lives to cross paths, and something pretty incredible happens in the midst of that, all right? So I don't want to read all of the scriptures, you know, because I know y'all are going to discuss, but, um, but I do want to read a couple, and uh, I want to read enough for you to get the gist of the story. Is that cool? All right, so I'm reading from the new NIV, uh, but in your version, whatever, you, you should find words that are very similar to these. Acts chapter 10, I'll begin reading, let's, let's start at verse 9, all right? I'm going to talk about the first couple verses as well, but let's, let's uh, kind of move around. I'll start at verse 9. I may skip and say, hey, move, follow with me, so um, just do it like that, all right? About noon the following day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the roof to pray. He became hungry and wanted something to eat, and while the meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw heaven opened, uh, opened and something like a large sheet began uh, being let down to the earth by its four corners. It contained all kinds of four-footed animals as well as reptiles and birds. Then a voice told him, get up, Peter, kill and eat. Uh, you know what? Let me pause right there because I really love the King James because it says, rise, Peter, that just sounds so much better. It's just so, get up, Peter, kill and eat. Surely not, Lord, Peter replied. I've never eaten anything impure or unclean. The voice spoke a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. Move to verse 18. They called out asking if Simon, uh, um, uh, they called out asking if Simon, who was known as Peter, was staying there. While Peter was still thinking about the vision, the Spirit said to him, Simon, Three men are looking for you, so get up and go downstairs. Do not hesitate to go with them, for I have sent them. And Peter went down and said to the men, I'm the one you're looking for. Why have you come? The men, re the, uh, the men replied, we've come from uh, Cornelius, uh, the centurion. He's a righteous man, God-fearing man he, who's rejected by all the Jewish people. A holy angel told him that to ask you to come to his house so that he could hear what you have to say. Then Peter invited the men in the house to be his guest. This is very important. These, again, two ordinary guys who just have this encounter. They have a vision, and their lives are about to cross paths, and everybody around them, their life is about to change. Uh, let's go to verse uh, 30. Cornelius answered, three days ago, I was in my house praying at this hour. At three in the afternoon, suddenly a man in shining said, Cornelius, God has heard your prayer and remembered your gifts to the poor. Send to Joppa, send to Joppa for Simon, who's called Peter. He is a guest uh, in the home of Simon the Tanner. Uh, ten, get that Tanner? I saw Tanner. There's Tanner, right? Yeah? All right. Uh, is, was it your house? No? Not your house? Okay. I'm just asking. Uh, he was a guest in the home of Simon the Tanner, who lives by the sea. So I sent for you immediately. It was, it was good for you to come. Now you're here in the presence of God to listen to everything the Lord has commanded you to tell us because he's about to, he's about to impart some wisdom. This is, a, this is a unique moment right here because the Jews and the Gentiles have come together and they said, listen, you're about to tell us whatever God has, has told you to tell us. He says, then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation one who fears, uh, accepts from every nation one who fears him and does what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know that it, what has happened throughout the province of Judea, beginning in Galilee, after the baptism in, uh, that John preached. 
how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. Move to verse 44. While Peter was still speaking, these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers uh, who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles, for they had heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Then Peter said, surely no one can stand in the way of of their being baptized with water, they have received the Holy Spirit just as uh, we have. So he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they, bap- then they asked Peter to stay with them for a few days. Whew. A lot of reading, uh, but we need, I wanted to get through all of chapter 10, so we're going to kind of preach through it. So, th- so here it is. Guys, let me just whisper this prayer uh, before we go any further. Father, we thank you for our time that we have together. Be with us now. Uh, in these few moments, order our steps, guide our thoughts and our words, that you may get all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So here in this story, we, we meet Peter, uh, and we have Cornelius, and we have Jews, and we have Gentiles, and we have uh, people uh, who work for them who are, who are all kind of coming together. So let's, I told you I was going to talk about the first six verses. So here's what happened. Cornelius uh, is a man of God. He's God's guy. He's minding his business. God gives him a vision. He says, he says, listen, man, I've been thinking about the way that you were giving up offerings, the way that you've been praying. I've, I've been checking out your life. He says, here's what I want you to do. I, I want you to send some people because I want you to connect with a guy named uh, Simon called Peter, and he's going to be at another guy named Simon Tanner's house. I want you guys to connect. He says, that's I, I, what he gave him in a vision. And he says, okay, all right. He says, so he, he, told, he gets his guy and says, listen, man, I want you to take this message. I need you to go bring Simon Peter, uh, who's from Simon Tanner, who's staying with Simon Tanner. Bring one of those Simons back to me, the right one, all right? And so, and so they, they go to say, but now I don't know how this is going to work out because, um, you know, I don't know if Peter is going to fool with the Gentiles. He says, listen, this is what God said. God said do it, so let's just get it done. Meanwhile, Peter's having a vision. The Bible says he was hungry uh, and, and he was waiting for his food to get, be prepared. And so uh, a, a sheet says, like a sheet came down like from heaven and it had like all kind of animals in it. You know, all four-footed animals, including snakes uh, and birds. And so, uh, and says, you know, Peter, rise, Peter, you know, kill and eat, right? Peter's like, no way. Now let me pause there. Have you ever gone to somebody's house and they cooked some food that you didn't want? If you're sitting next to him, just look straight at me, okay? Just look straight at me. Um, and if you're going home with him for Thanksgiving and, and you say, we understand what happens. But what, 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 he, he's getting this food and, 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 and you know, sometimes it's, it's polite. I've come to a point in my life, you know, like, if I don't want something to eat, like, I'm just not eating it. Like, I, I'm past, you know, being polite. Like, oh, so, so what I just say is, no, thank you, I'm not hungry. But I hear your stomach growling. No, that's not my stomach growling. That's the Lord. You know. <laughs> He's telling me just to be, I just, I just, I'm not eating it. But Peter is not polite at all. It's an exclamation mark. Look, look what, I'll read it again for you. It's right there. It says, rise up, Peter, kill Eve. Surely not, Lord. You know what that's really saying? Are you crazy? I ain't eating that. He put an exclamation mark. He's like, no. Can I, can I, can I, he's. But here's, here's the thing. Let me, I got, I got three or four quick things, uh, and I'll be done in about nine and a half minutes. I want you to understand this. 
the first thing you get to see is a personal reluctance. Peter's like, nah, I, I, I'm good. But that personal reluctance, watch this, leads to a spiritual or supernatural revelation. In other words, here's the point. Don't call anything God made impure. That's the revelation. He's saying, he said, Peter, I'm giving you a vision. Listen, what did he just do? Call, he just lowered, he, he, he brought Peter, he raised Peter's consciousness. God, Peter, don't call anything that I've made pure. Because he's on his way to the Gentiles who he, who he has no dealings with. So already he's beginning to tear down and, and raise his consciousness. Peter, I created it. Don't you reject it. And so, and so, and it's, it, it, it's indicative of where he's going in this movement. And it just began with something very personal to Peter in his quiet moment. He says, listen, God, I, I apologize, Lord. You, you, you're right. You created it, so I will not reject it. And, 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 and what happens, verse 18 to 20, God does something crazy. He, he confirms this is a good thing. And he has his own ways. Look at uh, verse 18. Uh, again, it says, they called out, asking if Simon, who, who was known, uh, was Peter, was staying there. Because the, the, the guys that Cornelius sent, they got to the, the door. They knocked on the door. They said, listen, we just know we're supposed to look for a guy named Simon Peter. You know, is this guy staying here? And at the same time, God is speaking to Simon Peter some guys are going to be downstairs looking for you. Go downstairs and don't hesitate to go with them. Don't miss this. Two ordinary guys who are about to have an extraordinary moment with them having two visions. Couldn't you got a vision? Listen, I want you to do this. And Peter got a vision. Listen, go with the guys. It's, it's okay. So they go. They're, they're on their way. And here's what begins at verse 22. There's a of public resistance that was overshadowed by supernatural invitation. Okay, you had some supernatural revelation, but now you have a supernatural invitation. What does that mean? It's right here uh, in the text, right there. Verse, uh, look at verse uh, 22 to 27. Uh, let's start at verse 24. It says, the following day he arrived in Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and had called together his relatives and close friends as Peter entered the house, Cornelius met him and fell at his feet in reverence. But what does Peter do? But Peter made him get up. Stand up, he said. He said, I'm only a man myself. While, <clears throat> while talking to him, Peter went inside and found a large gathering of people. And he said to them, you are well aware that it is against the law for a Jew to associate or visit a Gentile. But God has shown me that I should not call anyone impure or unclean. Do you see the lesson there? See, it began with two people who thought differently, who didn't see each other the same way, but they had two visions, and they were just two ordinary guys who had a vision. But when this invitation came to come for Peter to come to Cornelius' house, because of the vision, because of what he had already experienced, that wall was torn down. They were able to come and have fellowship. And now this invitation can take place. And now he can receive, you know, and he can come and he can do what God's about to do because, he, because of the supernatural invitation. What made it supernatural? The fact that God had to speak it. Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? That when God does so, when God speaks to us, and God speaks to not just me, when God speaks to you, that sometimes 
the way that God speaks, we don't always, we don't always get it. Is there anybody besides me that, that, that you don't always get what God is trying to say? Okay, just about three of y'all honest, the rest of you liars, okay. Here's what I'm trying to say. Every now and then, every now and then, God has to give you something so personal that you know if it had not been but for God giving it to you, you would have never gotten it. And that's what's happening here. Two ordinary guys. I'm so glad, y'all, that God just uses ordinary people. I'm just an ordinary guy. Now, I, I, could, I could read off my resume, and I've done some pretty incredible things. By the grace of God, I've been able to travel the world and preach and and other countries and all that kind of stuff and reach, by, at this point in my ministry, tens of thousands of, of youth and young people and adults. But that means absolutely nothing because I'm just an ordinary guy. God, and God took an ordinary guy like me and did some pretty extraordinary stuff. And let me just pause right there. Never confuse your gift, your success in in school, in life, never confuse it with the grace of God. Don't ever think that it's just because you're so good or you're so smart or you're, you're so deserving. All of us, it is by the grace of God. And so we have this extraordinary meeting taking place. And God allows Cornelius to bring Peter into fellowship with the Gentiles, which led to a new compassion. Let the church say compassion. Okay, y'all are the church. Um, tonight, y'all are the church. So when I say let the church say compassion, I'm talking about you all. Let the church say compassion. That's much better. Um, y'all are quick learners. I know why y'all are here at UNT. So, God empowered, can I tell you something? Write this down if you don't write anything else. God empowered vision. God empowered vision leads all people to knowing Jesus. God-empowered vision. And that's what happened. These two men had two different visions, but it led them to this moment, and it led this to, the, to this invite into Cornelius' house where Peter's compassion for the Gentiles, where for Peter's compassion for people that he normally would not have had compassion for came to fruition. Watch this. Look at verse 30. This is a, such a powerful response that led to a supernatural confirmation. Because all of this is, is still in the air. And they're like, wow, how is all of this happening in verse 30? Um, says Cornelius answered again three days ago. I, he said, I was in my house praying at this hour. He said, at three in the afternoon, and suddenly a man in shining clothes stood before me and said, Cornelius has, uh, has heard your prayer and remembered your gifts. And, and he was explaining how this whole thing happened. He's like, man, send, send these men to Joppa. Simon, who's called Peter, he's going to be a guest in your home with Simon. He lives by, with Tanner by the sea. He says, so I sent for you. And he's explaining how he got here. And he's, he's confirming everything. It is, it is a spiritual confirmation. You ever felt called to do something and then like somebody else said something? You're like, oh my gosh, I, I think I heard God say the same thing. That's called a confirmation. When you... When you you sense a tug of God on your life that you, you're wrestling with a call. You don't know whether or not you should preach the gospel. You don't know whether or not you should be a missionary. You don't know, you know, you should be a ministry leader. You're, you're, you're wrestling. You kind of want to do it. You're, you're, and you know that it's a God thing because sometimes you don't want to do it. You're like, oh, I just don't want, I don't want the weight of it. I don't want the responsibility of it. But yet in the midst of it, you, you kind of sense it. And, you know, 
uh, somebody will come to you and say, listen, you know, I was thinking about doing this. Why don't you come with me? I, and you're like, oh, my gosh. I was actually thinking about it. That's confirmation. And everything that, that, that Peter and Cornelius was envisioning is coming in a, in a spiritual confirmation. And can I tell you, so it was a powerful response that led to this supernatural uh, confirmation. Uh, but then also, I love verse 34 and how it goes on in, in 44 because it also led to amazing conversion. And, and that's what we get to see in verse uh, 44. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on Gentiles. Can I, can I, can I just tell you something? The gospel is for everybody. I love the, uh, the theme, you know, to know him and make him known. That's the that whole theme of our church as well, to know him. You see, we have shirts, to know him and make him known. I believe that that is every single believer's purpose. I know you're here, you're going to school, you have a major, you, you know, some of you are education majors and biology majors and, you know, whatever your major is. And you, you, and you feel like you, you, sometimes you wrestle with, I, I wonder what I'm supposed to do with my life. Can I tell you something that what you do in your career doesn't even matter? Your purpose will still be the same, to know him and to make him known. Some of you will do that in a classroom. Some of you will do that um, in, a, in a cubicle. Some of you will do that in a high rise. Some of you will do that uh, in sales meetings. Some of you will do that as stay-at-home moms or dads. You will, your, your purpose will always be to know him and to make him known, no matter what your career is. You can make money doing a lot of things, but that does not change to know him and to make him known. Last thing, it was a positive result. Again, they were baptized. Can I, can I just tell you that at the end of the day, um, and they wanted Peter to stay. That, that's the whole purpose of what we do. The whole purpose is that God will take ordinary people like us, allow us to have some extraordinary encounters. People's lives can be changed, lives can be converted, and then people can be baptized. That is one of the most powerful responses that we can do, baptism. When we baptize at our church, we call it a PDA, a public display of affection. That's, that's what baptism is. We believe that it is, we know what it means and it's symbolic of it. We call it a God, our public display. God, I, I made a decision on the inside, but I want the world to, and I want to have some PDA with you, God. I want to hold your hand. I want to kiss you publicly. You, know, you, ever, you ever been with somebody and you couldn't be with them publicly? Or you didn't want to be with them publicly? You're like, can we, let's go. Can, no, no, I'll meet you at class. I'll meet you at class. <laughs> I saved the seat right here by you. No, no, I like the back. <laughs> Want me to come back there? No, no, no. I like nobody around me, especially you. Like, you, 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 <laughs> you did that to somebody? <laughs> Joy, you did that to somebody? Oh, my gosh. That's so mean, Joy. Listen, I can't believe you. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. But baptism is where it all ends. We, we do this for the public display of affection. Can I tell you, Dr. Atchison, who, um, who unfortunately couldn't be tonight, um, had a cat, a gray cat named Smoke. And, um, uh, and his cat, uh, Smoke, was, uh, what do you call it, a feral cat, right? It was, it was a, came off the streets. And, um, and his wife loved it. His wife loved the cat. She's like, we're keeping. And they, 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 
uh, he was like, you know, how do I argue with that? And so they had this cat named Smoke, and, and his wife, you know, cleaned the cat up and went and bought the cat all kind of cat toys and a scratch post and a litter box, and they spent all this money, you know, on this cat. And, uh, and you know, she loved Smoke, and, and three days later, Smoke ran away. Smoke, smoke, smoke got ghosts. You know what I mean? He, they, he ghosted them, right? So, but check this out. Two days later, smoke comes back. And smoke comes back, and smoke's brought like six or seven friends with him. <laughs> smoke scratching the door like, we back. <laughs> Can I tell you something amazing? You know what smoke did? Smoke did what you and I are supposed to do. Smoke said, I found a place that took me in, loved me, cleaned me up, gave me all the love and joy that I needed. And, and, and guess what Smoke did? Smoke went and told his boys about it. It's like, come here. I, I, want, I, want, I want to tell you about this place that, that will love you, a place that will change your life, a place that you can be secure and a place that you can be clean. And he brought his, he brought his boys back. Can I tell you that that's what we're supposed to do? Because of what Christ has done for us, because Christ took us in as some feral cats who had been out, you know, and, and my out may not have been like your out, and your out may not have been like my out, but we were all out. And the reality is, is we had to be brought in. And God loved us just, just as is. He didn't, he didn't say, oh, you're, you're too this or you're too that. He just said, I'll take you as is. But guess what? Just like just like uh, Dr. Atchison didn't leave smoke the way he was, God loves us the most. He won't leave us like we are. Us as is, but he won't leave us as is. He accepts us and he cleans us up, gives us hope, gives us a future. And, and church, we're supposed to tell somebody else about that. We're supposed to invite somebody else to church, even to BSM and to, to be a part of this fellowship. All that God has done for us, Somebody else should be a part of that. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your loving kindness, for your tender mercy. We pray tonight that we, like smoke, have probably all gone astray. But God, in your mercy, you, have, you loved us enough to bring us in and to clean us up and to come into our hearts and to restore us and to restore joy and, and happiness and peace in our life. And God, even in those times where we're not so happy, you you know how to restore joy, and joy is one of those things that's not based on how happy we are, but the fact that we're still here, that we're still making it, that we're still around. You've kept us for purpose, to know, to make you known and to know you. So tonight, for somebody who might be wrestling with knowing you or making you known, I pray that you would remind us of just how you use ordinary people to accomplish extraordinary things, how you give ordinary people vision. And their vision doesn't have to be somebody else's vision, but you know how to take two separate visions and make them come together and people get saved. And you know how to tear down walls and, and barriers and silos so that you can get glory. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.